Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 351 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, her healthy nutrition. Yeah, it's possible. Come on now. You can do it. Whip out those pens and pencils and paper and iPads, and you're going to be taking some great notes because we have a terrific show coming up. Before we begin, just know that this episode is made possible by our wonderful friends at Smarty Pants Women's Vitamins, the delicious once-a-day gummies that contain all of the essential vitamins, minerals, and omega oils customized just for women. To learn more, hop on over to SmartyPantsVitamins.com. And here's your first official reminder to click on the iTunes after this episode to rate and review the show because I love your feedback. All right, it's time for Her. Her, the podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about her. Did I hear that it's a new year again? <laughs> hey, listen, I'm just happy to be here. So I'm going to celebrate the new year with our one and only Chef Abby Gelman, because in the new year, I know what you're doing. You're sitting back saying, um, I'm going to hit refresh. I'm going to regroup, renew. I'm going to get this thing right. And I'm going to do it in small pieces, little steps. And today we're going to talk about simple New Year's healthy nutrition nudges. That's right. There's a science behind nudges, and you're going to be hearing more about that. And you all know now Chef Abby Gelman. She's our go-to. She's called a culinary nutritionist. She's just one big bundle of everything we need. She is a master's degree in nutrition. Oh, my goodness. A registered dietitian and a certified chef. Chef Abby Gelman, welcome Yay! to the Her podcast. Yeah, man. You know, <laughs> did you, you have a did you have a great holiday? I did. I did. It was nice and low key. How about you? Yeah, you know, um, we're still kind of you know uh, battled down here a little bit, just kind of uh, keeping the little Mister Omicron and God knows what what the next variant's going to be, you know, at bay. Mm -hmm. But the good news is it's getting milder, and I think we're turning the corner on that. So, uh, crossing our fingers and doing a whole yeah. lot of prayers. Okay, yeah. now listen, you're the expert. Chef Abby, you're mm -hmm. the expert. So uh, you have people out there who like to do what we love to call fathom leaps. I'm going to go mm -hmm. from eating trash on a 24-7 basis, and I am now going to become the healthiest eater on the planet. All right, what's wrong with that picture? Oh, God, it's so overwhelming. Just hearing you say that makes me feel overwhelmed, right? So like, if you change everything in one fell sweep or you know like or your fathom leap i love that phrase you're you're setting yourself up for failure right so if you suddenly change everything about your day from any perspective not just food but anything you know you can only keep it going for a certain amount of time it takes a lot of strength and discipline and willpower and it takes you know a long time to have something a change become a habit. So we want to look at baby steps and little things and ways to 
add on slowly and make sure that they stick and that we don't feel overwhelmed and then helpless. And then we get to that place where we're just throwing up our hands and saying, well, I can't do this, but we can do it. We just have to do it in, you know, small steps. Okay, now, the small steps. I think a lot of people need a definition of a small step. <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah. you know, they're constantly saying, well, I've never cooked before, or my idea of cooking yeah. is boiling an egg and screwing that up too. So, you know, yeah. again, I go back to the science of change means that no matter what mm -hmm. you're doing, whether it's nutrition, um, physical activity, meditation, stress management, I could go on, you get the point. Yeah. You know, you gotta do yeah. it, you gotta chop it up into, literally in your case, Chef Abby, uh, a million small bites. So how do you do that? So the first thing I want people to think about is instead of coming from a place of negativity, like taking away something, I like to start with, adding something positive. So maybe you know that you don't eat enough fruits or vegetables every day. And so our first goal might be something like increasing the amount of vegetables you eat. So that's kind of a broad, vague thing. So if we break it down, we say, okay, I'm going to make sure that every day at lunch, I have at least one vegetable. So then that's kind of a manageable bite size goal. And then every day at lunch, you don't worry about taking away stuff that you already had or things that you think are bad. We want to add a vegetable. So maybe it's just getting pre-cut crudite. So you have pre-cut carrots or celery or peppers or radishes, whatever kind of vegetables you like pick that one vegetable and you add some of that to your lunch every day. Or maybe you um, really like frozen broccoli and you can easily microwave that and even have like a dipping sauce for it. Like I don't care if it's ranch dressing or ketchup or hummus, as long as you're going to eat that broccoli, what is that going to take? Um, so that's kind of like your small baby step as an example of if you're going to add veggies. All right. All right. I'm, I'm all in. I love it. This is nothing but fabulous news. All right. Now, why should someone have more vegetables? You know, we're telling them what to do. Let's go to the why place. What's up with vegetables anyway? Oh God, there's so many answers to this, Pam. So um, one thing that I love lately is explaining to people that all the antioxidants and the good nutrients in veggies make you happier. Like there is scientific evidence that shows that the, the, all of those really good nutrients and all the different colors in the veggies, which are antioxidants, all those things help your brain health, which makes you happy. So like just hands down, if you want to feel a little happiness in your day, eat some veggies. But then also we know that there's, you know, it helps with all sorts of chronic disease prevention and anti-inflammatory so that the inside of our bodies are, are healthy. Um, and then all of the, you know, they're lower in calorie, but they're really high in fiber, which helps us 
go to the bathroom every day, which I know everyone is always concerned about their stomach and their GI. Um, veggies help with that too. There's just kind of an unlimited number of positive things we could talk about for veggies, but those are kind of like the top ones. Well, I love those. I mean, I'm all over that, so I love that. Now, here's the deal. How about our little microbiome? All right, the microbiome has a you know a trillion uh, friendly critters, um, all of the wonderful bacteria, etc., that uh, inhabit uh, the gastrointestinal tract, and they need to be fed. Damn it! Um, and they need the right stuff to be able to give us the health benefits of the wonderful vegetables. We're just going to go to the vegetable place right now um, that, we're, that we're eating. And so you need uh, those healthy bacteria to break down the cellular walls of, of the uh, fresh vegetables um, that we're eating. Um, we need them to be able to help transfer uh, all of the micro and macronutrients uh, into the bloodstream to be able to really um, enrich the rest of the body and all the rest of the cells in the body as well. So the microbiome needs two things. One is the first thing is okay. Let's talk prebiotics. So what's a you know what are some really great prebiotics and what the heck is a prebiotic? Yeah. So prebiotics are getting really popular lately, but essentially, so the the probiotic, all the little bacteria that you just talked about in our gut, you need to feed it. So the probiotics are what we see in like yogurt and fermented foods. And those have been really popular for a long time. And we've talked about that a lot, but the prebiotics are what actually feed the probiotics. So prebiotics is mostly just fibrous fruit and vegetables. So if you eat some asparagus, that's a prebiotic. If you have tomatoes, that's a prebiotic. If you have um, some, you know, zucchini or something like that, that's a prebiotic. Also, um, if you are an overnight oat person, which I am, so essentially it's the rolled oats, but they're not cooked. They're just um, soaked in a liquid overnight and then they become nice and creamy and you eat them that actually is a prebiotic too you're feeding those healthy probiotics and the bacteria that we want to flourish in our gut so that's all the prebiotic stuff well i i love that so basically in summary the prebiotics are kind of a form of dietary fiber mm -hmm. that feeds our friendly bacteria in the gut called the microbiome and and this then allows your gut bacteria to produce nutrients for your colon cells yes. which then leads to a healthier digestive system mm -hmm. that's all great and it also helps us you know, um, to be able to absorb fatty acids um, mm -hmm. that improve your metabolic health. We mm -hmm. love that too. Yep. So, you know, you might want to wonder, you know, what are some of these, you know, prebiotics? And and there's actually a whole host of them out there. Garlic is a really cool Oh, yeah, one. absolutely. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah, most people don't know. It's just basically an herb um that's linked to all kinds of health benefits because it's an antioxidant anti-inflammatory onions there's mm -hmm. another one and i love the onions as well they're tasty and they're once again 
they're rich in inulin, which is a nice little way to kind of keep that old, you know, fiber thing going. Hey, leeks too. What can you do with leeks? Oh, Tell us yeah. about leeks because, oh my God, leek soup. Just talk to me. Oh, I love leeks. So the one thing I'll say about leeks is you really have to clean them well. They are super sandy um, and dirt. And there's a lot of dirt in there because they're just, they look like giant scallions for anyone who's never seen a leek before. So there's all sorts of rings happening. So you just have to slice off the end and then you usually use the white part to the light green part. And then you can open each ring and just make sure it's really washed out well. But it's kind of like a milder, it's an, it's an onion fam, family, and it just has a milder flavor compared to like a white onion. So you just slice them up. You can saute them in olive oil. Um, and if, yeah, if you said soup, you can saute a bunch of them and then just mix them with some vegetable stock. And then you've got a really nice hearty soup. You can also put some potatoes in there. Um, there's a lot of potato leek soup out there, and it's just delicious and very nourishing for sure. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And then we're moving to one of my favorites again, which is asparagus. Mm, mm -hmm. um, it's awesome. And to be able to, well, it does a lot of great things. It improves digestive health again, um, and it helps the body maintain optimum levels of glucose and insulin. What can I do with asparagus? So asparagus is actually really easy to cook and make it taste good. So if you put your oven on 400 degrees, you take your asparagus, and you can have green asparagus, there's purple asparagus, and white asparagus, and all three of them are really good for you and have different um, flavonoid profiles or antioxidant profiles because of the colors. So you could even have like all three, and, it, and they'll do a slightly different things. Um, but you just toss them with some olive oil and salt and pepper, lay them in a single layer on a sheet pan, put them in your 400 degree oven, and then check them every 10 minutes or so, move them around a little bit. You take them out whenever they've reached kind of that golden brown that you like. So it could be 20 minutes for some people and it could be 30 minutes for other people, but that's it. And then maybe put a little bit of Parmesan on there or you can put uh, some lemon juice on there to brighten it up a little bit. And it's just delicious that you don't need to do very much at all. And it's just perfect. Just like that. Super easy. Yay. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, my God. Um, I just I'm sitting here just sort of mouthwatering <laughs> as we speak. Well, let's move to another one. Uh, it's all about nanas. Mm. Bananas. <laughs> oh, my God. They're so rich in vitamins, minerals, fiber, mm -hmm. um, and a little bit of that inulin. And then. Uh, they've got, you know, resistant starch, which is um, a wonderful prebiotic. Uh, and I love them because I can really score some serious fiber. I mean, just a medium-sized banana has, you know, it's about 100 calories. Who cares? You know, uh, contains approximately three grams of fiber and over 400 milligrams of potassium. Oh, yeah. What can I do with nanas? Nanas. Oh, my God. The sky's the limit here. So I often, so it depends on if you're a smoothie person, this first part. So I will often get a large bunch 
and then eat some just, you know, as a snack, but then I will peel them and split them in half and freeze them in a, you know, just a airtight freezer bag. And then I just drop half of a frozen banana if I make a smoothie. You can also oh, cut it. them up and put them in oatmeal. Um, you can make banana bread. You can make banana pan. You can put them on pancakes or waffles. Um, you, I mean, obviously a snack we talked about. You could put some peanut butter on there for a snack, and then you've got. Oh, that's! I was waiting there. for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Oh my gosh! Sometimes I just do the banana peanut yeah. butter thing. Um, yeah, I, I rotate out things like carrots and other things too. But oh my gosh, the banana thing just does it. Especially if I've done a great workout that day, or I'm I'm intending on doing one because boy, does that give me some, you know, immediate um, healthy carbohydrate hydrate um, fuel to be able to do my thing while we're still on the bees how about we move to barley mm, oh my mm -hmm. gosh i love barley and you know i have it in all kinds of things um uh, you know in some of my multi-grains you mm -hmm. know there's barley but just barley all by its little lonesome yeah. um is a great prebiotic yep. uh and it's oh here's something it's rich in write this down girlfriends out there in her podcast land it's good in selenium oh, you yeah. need selenium mm -hmm. good for your metabolism suppression of your appetite helps insulin sensitivity what can i do what can i do with barley what's oh, what's goodness. cool with barley sky's the limit here again so I like to tell people for like meal prep for the week, you can make a pot of some sort of whole grain and barley absolutely fits in there. So you can just cook it with, I like to cook um, whole grains with vegetable stock because it adds such a really nice flavor um, and a little bit of salt and pepper. And then you can add it to soup. You can have it just as a side. You can use it um, like you can saute a bunch of veggies, you can saute some, you know, some chicken or a piece of fish. You can put it right on top of that bed of barley. Um, you can also, you can get pesto. So if you don't want to make pesto, that's fine. You can buy it at the store and it's usually just a nut and herb and olive oil garlic mixture and then you can add that to the barley and mix it in there and it adds such a really nice flavor and then maybe throw some tomatoes or something in there and it's just delicious kind of do kind of all sorts of stuff with it I love it. I love it. I love it. So this is a good thing. Um, uh, I, I just love to be able to have a diverse nutritional, you know, blueprint so I, that I could draw from and really get, again, um, my healthy uh, digestive um, uh, fiber that that'll help kind of rough things up. And it it really works like there's no tomorrow. So, um, you know, let's talk just let's take a, a quick little moment here because I want to move on to oats. Um, oh, hell, we'll just move on to oats anyway. Let's do it and then bring up the issue of resistant starch. So, um, you know, whole oats, you know, are, of course, a healthy grain. And they've got tremendous pre prebiotic benefits. Large amounts of um, resistant starch. They're great for your um, 
gut bacteria again, uh, and it's been shown in the literature that they help lower bad or LDL cholesterol, um, and they uh, help you with blood sugar control. And there is some uh, literature that shows there is reduced cancer risk um, when you uh, consume oats. But let's go to that resistant starch place. People are scratching their heads. What the hell is a resistant starch? Yeah, that's the overnight oats I kind of mentioned before. And that's part of the reason I love it. So if you take, it, it could be plain instant oats, so like the quick cooking oats, or the full rolled oats. But um, essentially, there's a formula that I use, and it de depends on who you are and how much liquid you like in there. But generally, I will do one-third of a cup of quick cooking oats or rolled oats, two-thirds of a cup of a liquid. So um, it could be cow's milk. It could be almond milk. It could be oat milk. It could be, um, you know, soy milk. As long as it's a liquid, because what's going to happen is those oats and that liquid is going to soak up the liquid. And if you use something too thick like a yogurt, it's going to be like a concrete brick when you try to eat it. So you want really a liquid. And then you can add in all sorts of mixins. So you could add in chia seeds, you could add in pumpkin puree, you could add in hemp seeds. Um, you could add in nothing, you know, you could add in a little vanilla, a little cinnamon. And then I will usually put some frozen blueberries in there, mix it all together, you put it in the fridge, and then you go to bed. And then when you wake up in the morning, you mix it all up and it's this nice, creamy, um, cold oats. And you can add in some chopped nuts then. Um, you know, you can add in some sliced banana if you want. And that's your breakfast. And because the oats are not cooked, but they have been soaking in that liquid, they become really creamy and they're, they have that resistant starch. So that is like prebiotic goodness, and it's really great. Oh my gosh, I just easy. I just so love this. So so I just want to you know again make sure everyone gets it that resistant starch is starch, including all of its degradation products, but it's starch that escapes digestion in the small intestine, and what then happens is. Since it escaped digestion, then it, it comes down into the colon now that it left the small intestine. Um, and what it does then is it helps feed the colonic bacteria down there in the microbiome. And the microbiome bacteria are just doing the happy dance um, because it's so good for them. No question, it supports a healthy gut microbiome. So uh, it becomes a source of food for the good bacteria, um, fueling um, the bacteria's growth, activity, and, and again, um, giving you a very healthy microbiome. So what are the other things? Well, some of them we've already talked about, but the oats are one of the most convenient ways to add resistant starch to your diet. Um, you've got beans and legumes. You've got green bananas like we've already talked about before. So, you know, just keep in mind that uh, when you have the foods we're talking about right now, um, you're getting a lot of resistant starch. 
Here's one of my faves, apples, good old apple with pectin, mm, which is, mm -hmm. a, now in this case, that's a soluble fiber. Um, and that accounts for most of the apple's total fiber content. Um, but the pectin in apples has prebiotic benefits, like a whole bunch of them, um, decreasing inflammation um, and then allowing um, your body uh, to be able to increase the uh, prebiotic benefits that the bacteria are going to give you, improving heart health even, and reducing um, some risk, and boy, you know, nowadays especially, of pulmonary disorders, including asthma. So there's a lot of really interesting science around this. Apples, should we cook them? Should we eat them raw? What are we doing here, Chef Abby? You can do any of the above. <laughs> there was an apple Yay. a day keeps the doctor away. So yeah, there's all keep the skin on for sure. There's a lot of good fiber in that skin. Um, there's obviously a lot of good fiber everywhere in the apple, but um, definitely try to keep that skin on. And you can have raw or cooked. Um, it doesn't really matter as long as you eat the whole thing. Um, it's you know it's easy to eat an apple raw though every day, right? So you can slice it up. You can just grab one and go. So whatever is easiest for you, but an apple is kind of lends itself to the raw state just for ease of access and eating. But you can certainly, um, you can cut it up and add it into a pot of steel cut oats. If you're making oats, you can throw it in there and it'll kind of cook down with the steel cut oats. That's an option too. I love it. love it. Now here's, we're going to, we're going to round this out with some really fun stuff. How about cocoa? Now, cocoa beans are um, very, very healthy for us, but what's going on here with cocoa powder? I'm not talking about the thing that's laced with, you know, uh, processed sugar here either. But what's what's really cool here is you can add it to so much. I add it to smoothies, um, recipes. I've even added it to oatmeal. Um, it's really rich in polyphenols mm -hmm. um, and these are flavanols which really have terrific antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects and again they help grow beneficial gut bacteria and and also at the same time got to keep in mind it's also reducing the growth of harmful bacteria cocoa's really been um uh, touted um, in science uh, as helpful in reducing the risk of type 2 diabetes. So while you're dropping, you know, uh, excess belly fat, trying to get healthier with Chef Abby's healthy nutrition and your fitness, it's really important um, to remember that uh, you're also impacting on type 2 diabetes, uh, and that means insulin sensitivity, which we want a lot more of, insulin resistance a lot less of. All right, so there's cocoa. So a major red flag here is read the label. Mm -hmm. If it's laced with processed sugar, run. So what's really cool with cocoa powder? So it's not, you have to get the unsweetened version. So that's one thing to make sure that people are looking out for. You, you definitely want the unsweetened version. Um, and that's where you'll get all of that rich um, polyphenol activity that you're mentioning because it's, it's just the, the cocoa itself. So 
a little goes a long way. You don't need a ton, but it's kind of in the same thing. Like you've heard about green tea or matcha um, or even like the grapes, the red wine. That's all kind of the same family of, or the idea that, that cocoa fits in there as well. So don't go out and get like a bar of milk chocolate, but like that unsweetened um, cocoa is great. Yeah. And quite frankly, you know, even though there's not fiber there, if you want to get another source of great flavonoids um, and the polyphenols, you can also get um, healthy dark chocolate with like right. at least 72% uh, cacao in it. So you just read the label. If it says milk chocolate run, um, if it uh, fails to tell you what the percentage is, you know, they're like pulling the wool over your eyes. And so, you know, just be a smart advocate for yourself and a consumer now girlfriend chef abby flax seeds mm-hmm. incredibly healthy great source of prebiotic yes. oh my gosh i put these everywhere actually you know i get those flax seeds um that are also um combined with chia and okay. i put them both together and this way i kind of you know do what women love to do multitask so you know <laughs> the flax seeds are great to lower bad cholesterol and reduce the amount of fat you digest and absorb so that's kind of cool um what else can i do with flax seeds yeah that's great the one thing i'll say is make sure that they are um processed you don't want to eat the whole flax seed you want to have it ground so you want to either ground, grind it yourself in like a coffee grinder or a nut and seed grinder or um, like a mortar and pestle, or you can buy flax meal, which is essentially just flax seeds that are ground. Um, and that's how our body can absorb it and use it properly. Otherwise, it just passes straight through. Um, but I usually will add it into oatmeal. I'll add it into a smoothie. Um, sometimes I add it into muffins. If you're making muffins, it's great in there. Um, or bread. If you happen to be someone who took on the COVID, uh, trend of trying to make your own bread, you can add it into bread. Um, you know, you can sprinkle it onto, into that overnight oats situation, you could even put it on ice cream, probably, but I'm not well, sure how that. I put I go. put it on everything. I'm not <laughs> even kidding you. I even put it in my smoothies, um, mm. and I I just put it all together. Um, for me, um, I have my world famous kitchen sink smoothie. Um, mm. If I want to throw it in, I throw it in. I've got vegetables. I've got fruits. I've got yogurt. I've got you know protein powder. I'm I'm like rocking it in a serious way. So you know. Let's let's just look at a couple more. This is kind of interesting here. The jicama root. Um, and mm-hmm. wow, it's high in fiber. Like most of us who've had jicama just know that, like maybe in a in a in a heartbeat. It's got a lot of uh that prebiotic fiber, the inulin, mm-hmm. um, which is phenomenal, you know, for you. And also inulin, by the way, hello, does not give you that. Lovely, lovely gas that, you know, some people, you know, have. I mean, you get some, but it's not like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it also enhances insulin sensitivity and it helps lower blood sugar levels. Hey, sign me up. And um, here's something I needed a reminder of, and that is 
um, it's it's high in vitamin C, mm. and and you know nowadays when you want to boost your immune system to fight you know off illnesses, man, you know just layer on the vitamin C is what I say. So what do I do with jicama root? I find it to be so refreshing, and and I love the texture of it when it's raw. So I often will chop it up, or you can grate it on a grater or uh, in a food processor with the shredder um, part, and you can add it to salads. I do that a lot. Like it adds a nice crunch and a freshness. You can also slice it into sticks and eat it with like hummus, or you could probably even eat it with peanut butter or something like that. It's got kind of a very neutral flavor, I find. So it works well with a bunch of different things. You could probably throw it into a soup or a chili or a stew or something like that too. Um, but I find it to be really nice and refreshing when it's raw and, and I like that kind of crunch that it gives. I love it. I love it. I love it. And you know, I'm, I'm just, I love it raw. Um, it's just, I, yeah. to your point, it just really, really makes me feel as though um, I'm having something that is not only delicious, I love the taste to it, um, but it's mm -hmm. also, gosh, it's just so refreshing, you know? Um, so that's good. So what's the bottom line here on prebiotic foods? They're high in all kinds of special types of fiber um, that support digestive health. So um, a nutrition nudge here, when it comes to the prebiotics um, are to just think about, and you could just Google this also, please go to um, Chef Abby's wonderful, wonderful uh, cookbook, The Mediterranean Dash Diet, um, that was published in November uh, 2019. It is fabulous. And it's got a lot of these wonderful ideas, creative ideas, um, as well as, um, you know, lists of the most, uh, of the healthiest ways to be able to support your gut, uh, and, and optimize your microbiome. So, you know, her, uh, cookbook again is the Mediterranean dash diet, um, which is so, so helpful. Uh, and at the same time, just remember, you're not changing everything overnight. I'm going to give you, we did the prebiotics. We're going to do another whole show on the, on the um, probiotics, um, which will help us understand when those are most um, necessary. Hint, hint, if you're on a lot of antibiotics and <laughs> a lot of medications, you need a little bit of support there. But um, for the purposes of this, I just want you to think about this, nutrition nudges. All the things that Chef Abby has been talking about require small steps. I didn't ask you to overnight it as a, a French chef. I said small steps. And I'll tell you the first step you should do if you're really thinking about cleaning up your act. Well, literally clean up your act. Just take a deep breath, have a little tea, or maybe even coffee, who cares? and then just rest for a second and then just say charge and get into your kitchen and get rid of all that ultra super processed food, the big cartons, the big bags, all that junk, just get rid of it. I mean, to give it away, you know, um, and just start anew and start small 
Go go to Chef Abby's um, cookbook. She'll show you how to be able to do this very easily. Start small. Start simple. Very, very simple like that overnight oats. I mean, that's to die for. I love it. And I use it all the time. When in doubt, throw together a smoothie the way I do. I mean, nothing, nothing's wrong. Just throw it all in there and just, you know, blend it on up and drink away. And boy, will that fill you up. Um, but, but first declutter, clean up that kitchen so it doesn't look like a war zone. Um, and then from there, begin to slowly but surely build, build a healthy foundation for nutrition. And I, I just, you know, everything you say, Chef Abby, is so important. Can you, can you pile on to my first step about decluttering and cleaning up and maybe just offer a few thoughts about what you'd start to populate your kitchen with? And that means your refrigerator, your pantry. Yeah. Um, I don't care how you eat fruits and vegetables, whether it's fresh, frozen, canned or whatever, but start there. So maybe you're getting, I, you know, I would get some frozen fruit and vegetables and then you always have them. Maybe some canned beans, um, you know, you all, then you always have them. Those are some great places to start because it's um, to make it less overwhelming. You don't want to chop stuff. Let's say you're not, you're not comfortable in the kitchen and you're overwhelmed by the idea of cooking or, or chopping up a bunch of veggies or fruit. Well, if they're frozen or canned, then they're already chopped up. So you pop open, uh, you know, black beans in a can and then you rinse them off and then you have some frozen broccoli and, or some frozen cauliflower. And then you, that's, that's a meal. You know, you can add some sort of, um, hummus, you can buy pre-packaged hummus and things like that and keep them in your fridge also. And those are easy to kind of cobble together um, a meal or a snack that is healthy and offering you um, something that is delicious, but also nutritious. So those kind of things, I would start there. I, I just love it. And, and, you know, I'm going check, check, check. I've done it all. And that's because I listen closely to what you say. Um, I have, you know, my, one of my favorite things to do is freeze the small blueberries because the smaller the blueberry, um, you know, the richer the antioxidant level. And so I get those little guys, especially, um, you know, I mean, during the wintertime, you know, uh, really cool blueberries are hard to find and they're super expensive. And uh, so many times I'll just uh, get the frozen and then I use those in my smoothie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are like immediately you got yourself a nice frozen smoothie after I throw in the rest mm -hmm. of the kitchen sink. Um, so mm -hmm. easy things. And I love the idea of frozen. That's a good thing because a lot of people think, oh, that can't be healthy. Actually, it turns out it's healthier sometimes than some of the stuff that's been sitting there, you know, for hours and hours and hours under the lights in your produce section, um, where the vitamins and nutrients are being leached out. So I, I tend to have a nice blend of both. And when I go to produce, I like to use it almost right away as best I can. Um, and certainly stored in a way that'll that'll work uh, very well too. So as we close this segment on simple New Year's healthy nutrition nudges, I'm going to tell you something. 
I'm going to have Chef Abby on again and again and again, and we're going to continuously, month by month, build upon all of this. We're going to build a strong foundation so that we're, we're not just giving you one podcast, you know, and you're like, you're on your own for the next 12 months. Um, we're going to be here. We got your back because Chef Abby is the best, and she's going to continue to help you and teach you and, and never, ever feel like you're some kind of failure or something. No, 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 no. I've exploded enough stuff. Um, <laughs> it's not pretty. Um, what I'm saying is that this is a learning process. Be patient. Show self-compassion for crying out loud. Um, and then do this like you do anything when you're learning. Just be patient. Please. So one last word of wisdom from you, Chef Abby, before we close out. I think back to the baby steps. Like, don't try to do everything at once. You know, be kind to yourself and just do one small thing every week. And, uh, and you know, you can do it. You can do it. Mm-hmm. I want to hear that everybody can do it out there. Are you, are you saying it? All together now in the Her Podcast land. I can, I will, and I must do this because it's a priceless gift to yourself. Chef Abby, once again, thank you so much for being on the Her Podcast. Thanks for having me. And everyone run on over to chefabbygelman.com. That's Chef Abby, A-B-B-I-E. Gelman is G-E-L-L-M-A-N.com. And read all about her wonderful work. Watch her YouTube uh, videos on cooking. And please grab her book, The Mediterranean Dash Diet, available everywhere. All right. Now, wow, what an episode. I'm all hungry, too. Every time I talk to Chef Abby, I get all hungry again. I got to start eating better before I do these podcasts. <laughs> and everyone out there, take a minute, please. Hit iTunes and rate and review the show because I'm waiting to hear from you because I'm Dr. Pam Peak, host of the Her Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peak or Twitter at Pam Peak MD or Instagram at Pam Peak MD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Her Podcast on iTunes or all the platforms, including Radio MD. Thanks for listening today. And please stay safe and stay well.